Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Because guess what? You and your ex made this child, okay? And you and your ex are more than capable of taking care of this child. And I am not your child's savior. And I am not going to be, you know, secondary, you know, if this child doesn't have you guys. But what I will be is a support to my partner. So if anything my partner can't do and he needs me to pick up slack, I'll do. And if I want to financially take care of or contribute to my stepchildren, I'll do that without entitlement, without an expectation. And so there are families who love their stepchildren and they pay for like uniforms and um, holidays and all the rest of it. And, you know, me personally, you know, uh, I've got a trust for all of the kids right? My stepchildren included. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. We have Priscilla joining us today, a dope black mum to a blended family of eight, homeschooler and founder of the Stepmom Club. My pleasure, my pleasure. So I wanted to start from the beginning and just understand what your home setup was like. What was growing up like for you? What was your relationship like with your mum? Can you speak a bit about that? All right then. So um, for as long, well, I was going to say as long as I can remember, but I think I can remember as far back as four being with just my brother and my mother. And so I remember like bits and bobs of my dad being around, um, not necessarily as a married couple, but like my dad dipping in and out. And so I grew up with my mum being single for the very majority of the time. And I had, I think, if memory serves me right, two stepmoms in total, and I still have one today. And my mum... <laughs> My mom has a lot of masculine energy. And so I feel like in her endeavors to date, um, she just couldn't, um, I guess, simmer enough to have a man around again. And so, you know, she's 60 now and she's still single and she's happy because after me and my brother left, you know, we gave her grandkids. So she's good over there. Um, she is good. She's she is good. good. She's got grandbabies. Yes. She's good. She's got a new lease of life. I know she loves my children more than she loves me, but whatever. <laughs> 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 and um, me and my dad, or my dad and my brother and I, we don't have a relationship with him. Um, I do right. have half siblings also, but, you know, because of the kind of, non-existent relationship I have with my dad it's caused issues between me and my siblings and I've never really had a relationship with my stepmom and yeah that just leaves me as an adult that claims only one parent really 
So yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What was your relationship like with your stepmoms? But pretty non-existent with both of them. Yeah, I mean, I will never know what kind of, you know, pillow talk conversations happen between my dad and his, um, you know, his ex, like after my mum and his current wife now. But I feel like maybe it's like, a no, it's not a cultural thing. They just didn't really... They didn't really step into that role that I could feel like I was included or acknowledged by them. And so I kind of feel like I will mark them down as my, you know, my dad's partners and nothing more. I don't really feel comfortable calling them my stepmoms because they didn't really play a role in my life. Having said that, nowadays, when I coach women, I say that you can be that disengaged stepmom if you want to be. But culturally, um, I come from Ghana, you know, you don't have the choice of labeling, you know, when you marry a, a, a partner that has children, they are your children, whether you feel like it or not. So you will serve them as your own children, whether you want to or not. Otherwise, you know, extended family will make your life like a living hell. So they didn't have, they, they didn't do that. So, you know, I don't have a relationship with them today. Right. And, and you just touched on what you do with the Stepmoms Club. What what sort of, what do you do? What are the services? What what happens at the Stepmoms Club? So, I mean, originally it was just a space that I had created on Instagram because I'm a natural Instagrammer as opposed to a Facebooker or um, on Twitter, right? So I, I was going through my own issues and I guess you're going to backtrack me a little bit, but just to carry on this line, of um conversation I was not happy in my own kind of stepmom journey and I I just was seeking out some guidance really even like as a mum you know you grow and your children hit different milestones and different age brackets you get into the community and you find out hey is your is your 10 year old also acting like an 18 year old you know you just kind of see what's happening on the outside of your house that's what I did and it was just pretty toxic. It was just it was just a bit of a mess, really. And I thought, you know, this doesn't really align with the kind of mum that I want to be and the kind of help that I'm looking for. And so I decided to, as cliche as it's going to sound, create the change I wanted to see. Well done. Well done. No, but that that takes it takes guts though, to to sit because you can sit there and wallow. You can sit there and wallow and think there's nothing happening, you know, and just sit there and cuss about it and go spiral further and further down into negativity but you made a stand yeah with everything else you've got going on being a mum and yes at at that time I was a mum of one and then my, Mm. my husband had two sons from two different women right so I was coming as a single mom transitioning into a married woman transitioning into a step mom also. Um, And so, yeah, like I just like a baptism of fire, isn't it? You just honestly, yeah, it was one boom, 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 boom. And then here I am today, superhuman. And, you know, I've been through the fire and I survived. 
But yeah, <laughs> I just kind of put down my musings and captions, trying to, you know, address the elephants in the room, like ask the questions that no one seems to be asking and seeing if people were confident enough to have these conversations with me. And and people were, albeit behind like um disguised names and closed pages, fine. But the conversation was happening. And then I thought, you know what? I really want to um, broach this this topic in the media. And so I started to reach out to everyone. And we mean everyone, as if you've been covered by everybody. I tried. <laughs> Yay! And, and no, not even tried doing. You are doing. It is happening. I've been somewhat successful, yes. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I spoke, I, I just wanted to speak about it. Um and just normalize the conversation of blended families because you know if you sit down and think uh anyone that's listening if you really sit down and think about it you're gonna either be in some type of blended um family know someone or have a friend in it um and that's how common blended families are and it doesn't necessarily look like the cinderella story but you know it is it's it's in close proximity to us all it's it's reality. Yeah. It's reality. There's yeah. no that you can't fight against it. I think we need to have these conversations, these open conversations, um, out in the open, not behind closed doors, for yeah. our children as well, yeah. so that they know for their choices and their life journey that it's not um, always mummy and daddy and two point four right. kids. It could look like anything, right? And we need to give them this. Um, this ongoing conversations, they're not stuck with that one story, that one picture. Exactly. Because that rarely happens. That rarely happens. Right. And you don't want to think of anybody to think of it as a failure or anything. It is just life. It's reality. It is the majority for most people. Yeah. This is now normal. Yeah. So we need to keep on talking about it and we need to um I definitely felt like Address it. Um, yeah. I definitely felt like I, I had failed because, you know, as much as I love my mum and I rate my mum and she is a dope black woman also, I did not want her life. Hello. I did I did not want yeah. it. Um I saw her yeah. struggle. Um I've seen my mum as cry. in a single mum's life you didn't want. Yeah, my mum's yeah. life. I did not want my mum's life. I didn't mm-hmm. want my life to look like her life. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that I did not have a good childhood. I did, but I wanted more, and that's normal and that's understandable. You want to progress, you know, in the generations. That's the point, right? And so when I found myself a single mom, I thought, what the hell, Priscilla? Like, this was not the plan. How did you mess up so badly, right? And so I, I had a moment yeah. of like kind of coaching myself. In, into believing that, you know, even if you never have the nuclear family that you wanted, it doesn't mean that, you know, with the broken pieces, you know, your family's not beautiful. You just have to, like, Absolutely. reset your mind and start from where you're at, you know? And then, you know, that's, that's literally what blended that's families it. are. It's like, okay, something broke or something didn't work out, but it doesn't mean we can't make it beautiful in the end. And that essentially is what the Stepmoms Club has grown you know into now it's it's grown into a space where we can be honest we can be real we can say we hate being step parents or we love it and everything in between but I also coach women uh, single mums and dads 
um, into seeing the beauty in their their blended family or their single parent households. That's what I do now. That's it. Just just to seeing the joy in your situation because yeah. there is beauty in everything, and it's really really difficult to see it when you're absolutely in the mud and in the thick of it. But I applaud you for helping people find those moments because it's hard enough. It is hard enough. So chucking any any doubts or fears or negativity onto it, you know, when your mind can just spiral, um, mm-hmm. it's tricky. Earlier you mentioned that some people were speaking to you on Instagram. They were maybe questions or things they'd worried about, wanted to know, curious about, but didn't want to uh, didn't want to talk about it openly as them. What are some of the stereotypes that you've found of stepmoms or some of the myths that you found of stepmoms? And is there anything that you found of black stepmoms? Anything that we've completely misunderstood or just that keeps on, I don't know, that keeps on getting out there that we can just clean up right now? Right. I mean, for black stepmoms off the bat, there's this kind of mm. idea that, you know, there are no titles, you know, I, I say because I'm Ghanaian, but it actually it just it's just all kind of stepmoms of colour is that 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 child is your child and you're gonna accept that child as your child. And if you are not going to, why are you here? Like why are you here? Go away then. Like leave my son alone or leave my daughter alone. But you know, on a broad scale, like the one of uh, the bigger misconceptions is is that every step parent ought to love their stepchild but I'm so sorry not every child is lovely and oh my gosh I'm just gonna love you and I think it's nonsense to expect you know um a, uh, an adult to just love a child just because they're a child or you know because you're an extension of someone I love I must love you too I mean you're gonna have friends that you love and, and vice versa and vi- like that right. to love that adult that is even more wild that's even more wild right but I feel like you can love your if a baby when a baby when I'm in these like spaces and a baby comes and speaks to me or a child comes speak to me I'm like wow because it's such a big achievement for a child to trust right outside of their household I mean now that that is massive right now that you've made that point let me just carry on there the the reason why I can't stand the kind of forcing of loving one another in blended families beyond the two adults that decided to get together is because a a child has been born knowing mum and dad and everything around that child as they grew let that child know this is mum and dad these are your foundational humans that you can go to for everything and that child has grown up and dug the deep rooted bonds to these two these two humans and then one of their parents decides to bring another parent and says hey you know I love this parent I love this person so I want you to love this parent a person too that's wild that 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 it's shake, wild. that shakes Hearing the core of a child. Wild, right? That shakes the yeah. core of a child because that child is thinking like, I don't even know how to plant roots. I planted roots when I was a baby and I didn't know what I was doing. Now you want me to intentionally do it d- time and time and exactly. time. That that happened in little little moments right. over years, and things that are subconscious and conscious things we can't even emulate tangible right right so now if you want to mirror that to a step parent meeting a child I mean 
it is crazy that you would think that the adults can just fall in love with children. You have to get to know that child. That child is like formed of two other people, not just of the one that you love, of another person that you will never know, you know, properly, entirely, right? And you have to try and like map this child out and see where you can kind of slot in and maybe understand that you might not ever slot in to this child's life right and I feel like people outside of blended families they don't understand that there's there's levels to this it's not just Brady Bunch type stuff right it's it's more and, and that's hard isn't it it's that, that that's really hard to grasp as a as a as an adult that must hit your ego to understand yeah. that this kid may actually never accept you yeah. ride for me like that right. this, this 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 it just may never happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have, and and you know, step parents. And this is why the these conversations are important because new step parents have to understand that. Check your naivety at the door, right? This is hard. This is going to be some hard stuff. And don't ever think that your love is going to carry you through. There's going to have to be a lot of common sense applied. There's going to have to be some long suffering applied. There has to be like the commitment and the communication. There's a whole bag of stuff that you need in your locker. Not just I love you. So I'm going to accept your, your, that's naive. Check it at the door. And then, you know, let's not forget there's another parent that might not even like you that might not be ready to see their ex move on, that might feel threatened that their child is falling in love with another mother figure, okay? And then you have got yourself ready, you have to get yourself ready for a whole new war that is aimed directly at your forehead, yeah? It's not, oh, my darling partner, protect me from your ex. No, darling, no. Get ready. If that looks like, get your boundaries set, protect your peace and what does that look like make time for yourself stay grounded to the ones that love you what does that look like get ready pack your locker and then you can say babe I'm on it let's go let's blend and you know research tells us that on average it takes five to seven years to blend yeah so I've been that is something you need to tattoo somewhere yeah because i think people think they could just walk into this and click your fingers absolutely and then maybe give up along the process or that causes stress along the process five to seven years that is a commitment in itself whatever that five seven years comes within your journey that's massive yeah yeah and and that's not to mention like me you know in my own personal journey on the idea of, okay, it's going to take us this long to like get into our flow, our unique flow. I now have to learn to co-parent because I've been a single mom for three years. I have to learn to live with a man. Do you know? I'm now pregnant. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm bringing a new baby. into. I'm bringing the ours baby is what, what we call it in the blended family world into the mix. And then, you know, it's like, do I even call us a blended family? Like, because are we blending and then it's the high conflict scenarios and do I involve myself do I like listen I could go on yeah. but it's it's a lot so tell me what did you call that baby what's that ours baby, baby so me and yours baby is ours baby okay and then you just talked about all the other yeah. I mean, what what qualifies in your mind as the professional as a blended family who can call themselves a stepmom? Who can call themselves a blended family? Well, 
I think just to narrow down that question, whenever there's a step parent in a mix, you are a blended family. That's it, right? And so it doesn't matter if you're married. Well, it, this is my opinion, first of all. For me, I felt comfortable to call myself a stepmom once I was married, right? But when I speak to right. everybody else outside of my own personal feelings, um, which is based on my culture, upbringing, religion, and all the rest of it, right? I say you qualify yourself as, as a step parent. So if you're a girlfriend and you've only been a girlfriend for six months, but you feel like you're committed into this, you are a step parent. Or, you know, you can say that I'm not a step parent and I'm married to this person, but I'm not a step parent. I have nothing to do with my you know partner's child you can definitely with all of your chest say that you're not and it's not for anyone outside of your household outside of the walls that make your house to tell you different and that's another one that's a big thing that's a big thing to be able to stand to say that and stand behind it right that takes guts yes. to be able to do that yeah I can imagine so are these all the sort of things that come up in your coaching yeah and in your groups and on your insta these are the sort of things that you're talking about exactly there's so much in it I, and I can I can also appreciate how people are coming at it from different angles mm-hmm. from their different experiences from their different upbringings yes. and what's worked for them what hasn't worked for them bringing all their trauma, their yes, fear to it. So very emotive. It gets pretty heated. Yes. I can imagine. Yes. I can imagine. Ha- has there been any insensitive things or kind of throwaway remarks maybe people have said about stepmoms or blended families, things <coughs> that, you know, just, just the judgment, things that we could just say now that we could be more mindful of or more aware yeah. of? Um, the idea that a stepmom knew what she was getting herself into is just throw it in the bin. Stop it right now. Cause that's foolishness. That's like saying to a first time mom, hun, you knew what you were getting into and you were trying for that baby. Okay? <laughs> that's dumb. You're dumb. Like, come I mean, on. I'm actually laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I you could read yeah. all the blogs in the world, yeah, but you still don't know what you're getting yourself into because you're, you're, you are never going to be able... You could say, yeah, as a birth mum, right, I'm going to feel so emotional and happy and overwhelmed when I have my first baby. I might even cry. And then you find out that actually you couldn't even feel love for your baby until 12 months down the line. Okay. Are you going to turn around and say to the birth mom, but that's your blood. You knew what you were getting your dumps are silly. So how are you going to tell someone that is not even connected to these, these humans by blood? you knew what you were getting yourself into. And, you know, one thing that really shocked me last year, I mean, it really, really shocked me, is when I put up a post saying, you don't have to love your stepchildren. I have never seen so many stepmoms turn against each other in my whole five years of doing this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So was it like a 50-50? Yes, you do. No, you don't. Or what, well, what sort of things, what, what sort of feedback were you getting? The conversation was heavy amongst the stepmoms as opposed to the general public that follow my page, right? And everybody was judging their, each other from their point of strength. And it was just yes. disgusting, right? So it's like, I'm confident in saying, I don't love my stepchildren, so I'm going to bash you, right, for making me, trying to make me feel less than. And then there was women that loved the bones of their stepchildren and they didn't have many obstacles and they were free to love their stepchildren that judged the next stepmom that was being dragged to court because she braided her stepchild's hair wrong, Right? Oh, and it's, it was just wow. a, a lot of judgment. And I thought, well, 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 guys, are we not a community? Are we not in this together? Because the fact of the matter was, even though everyone was judging each other from their place of strength, you are forgetting the reason why we're all here because we're all struggling. We're actually all struggling because we are stepmoms and nothing else. So what's going on? And I feel like that that was like a big one. So, you know, just to round off, it's you knew what you were getting yourself into from the general public, from society. And it's, um, you know, should I feel bad for not loving my stepchild? Those are the, the big, big ones. Yeah. Wow, I feel, I mean, you just want to go in there and just do one of those. Just let's take a step and just breathe. Let's take a minute and just breathe here because getting emotional, this is emotive. And let's yeah, just yeah. be careful what we're saying. Because like you said, everyone's everyone's doing the best they can. Everyone's doing the best they can. What I mean, got. not got everyone, to... but you know. <laughs> okay, 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 not everyone. I would like to think maybe I'm maybe I'm being too um, <laughs> taking too much of a positive view on this. I'd like to think the majority of us are doing the best we can with what we have and the knowledge we have right now. I'd I'd like to think that, and I also think that no one there's no right way to do this. You know, no one has a guidebook. We're all trying to do the best we can and learn on the journey. You know. Um, and that sounds really exactly. sticky. That sounds like a sticky one. What are some of the lessons that you've learned on your journey the hard way? What are some of the things, the tips you can pass on without us having to be in the trenches or the mud or on the bathroom floor or in the toilet rocking? What, what wisdom can you pass on? 
what tips I mean, that we um, haven't got to go there? I mean... You can just give us the cheat sheet. The general advice is, is when you get yourself into a blended family, you need to really... Um, you really need to have an idea of what your everyday is going to look like, right? And you need to make sure that you your family values are aligned with your partner's family values. And you need to ask this crucial question. And I mean, listen, okay, it's not common sense to everyone, but I just feel like even when you're getting into like the me and you relationship without the blended kind of family bringing kids into it it's what do you expect from me you know as your partner what what like what do you expect from me and let me tell you what I expect from you that's a good life question that's a good life question for you just to know of yourself what 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 do I expect of myself what do I want do you know what honestly that's a good that's a good question I think that is Maybe I'm speaking generally here. Sometimes it's a hard question for women in general. Mm. What is it that I really want? Just to analyze, what do I want? And then to actually ask for it and stand behind it Mm. is near impossible for some people. I mean, I I say this for myself. I find this difficult to really know what you want, not what like you're influenced by or what you think you should want, what you actually want, what you actually need. That's hard. You've got to know yourself. You have to dare and be able to to ask for that. As well. Dare to say it. Like, you know, I know because that leaves you vulnerable. Right. This is it because it's like, you know, if I say I don't want to be hands on, will you become defensive? You know, and then you get in your head and it's like, I don't want you to become defensive. So I'm going to say, I'm okay with doing X, Y, and Z, but you're not. And then when that everyday eventuality happens, you're upset. And then you come looking for me, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. I I honestly, I think that's a a good life question for everyone. And it's a good life audit just to keep on asking yourself that, like, you know, every six months, is this what I want? Am I I where I want to be? If not, how do I change it? Ask for it, stand behind it. And sharing Sharing it for accountability a zillion percent. Yeah, And if you're trying to do life with someone, do life with someone, okay? Don't be doing it in your head, right? So stop trying to like, you know, and this is, as I say this, uh, to your listeners, I, I encourage myself often this kind of superwoman complex and I'm going to work it out. And once I've worked it out, I'm going to come and tell you that I've worked it out. Just throw that in the bin. Okay. It's I'm coming to you and I don't know how I feel. Help me work it out. Right. So, you know, when I don't want to get up in the morning and attend to the children, you know that it's all right. She's working something out. I'm going to give her a minute. It's not, babe, like, why are you not pulling your weight? Like, you're leaving me hair by, you know, it's about being transparent, working with me, okay? Totally. That, that's what it's totally. about. But again, so tricky to be able to say, hang on, I need, a, I need a beat, I'm working it out. Maybe historically has been maybe a tough issue for women because you just keep going. Like, I'll work it out later when the kids are in bed. I'll work it out when I finish my my emails. I'll work it out. This is another thing that I do in my coaching as well, specifically for kind of stepmotherhood. But this is another thing that you can, like, anyone can take from this, right? It's addressing your beliefs 
in particular things in your life, okay? So what do I believe a good stepmom looks like? What do I believe a good mum looks like, right? So then if you've decided a good mum looks like on the go, on the go, on the go, juggling, spinning plates, spinning plates, right? You're never going to give yourself permission to lay down and say, actually, I've got stuff to work out. I need to switch up the whole house, how everything is happening. I, I need to rejig my values. I've learned something new or I found God or I've lost God. So I need to work it out all over again right? You're not going to be able to do that. So you have to address your beliefs, what makes a good mum. And actually, what makes a good mum is you knowing what the hell you're doing. So go and lie down and work it out. Go and give yourself a minute to work it out and know that actually you're in a team. And so if you can't do the cooking and the cleaning, hey, babe, it's on you. I'll see you later. I need to work it out. And then when your your partner is down and out, it's like, babe, I've got you. I'll see you in a minute when you've worked it out, right? And you have to understand that you're going to have to do this a couple hundred times in life until the day you die, right? This life is a journey. It's not, okay, I've got it. I go. Because guess what? We hit our, our, our mid, I don't know, 40s and then we've changed our mind on life again. Or our, t- our children become teenagers and they're acting a bit weird now. So you've got to switch it up again. Or it's like, you know, I'm sick now, actually, and I can't go back to work. You've got to work it out again. It's a constant, you know, stop, look evaluate, conclude, Yes. I I think that's, that's so vital for health, for a healthy lifestyle. I think we need to do, and I actually try and like put it into my diary as like a monthly reminder or a six month check-in because um, it's so easy with all your different hats on just to go, 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 go. And you realize, oh, Three months have passed, four months have passed, six months have passed. So something else that I'm sure comes up all the time, I think it's a big one, is finances. Mm -mm. How does that... (laughs) (laughs) I could just imagine, I could just imagine that, you know, what must be coming out. Are there any guidelines is there one rule fits all or is it very individual there is a one rule fits all and i'll tell you what it is right now okay (laughs) i'm taking notes right it looks like this um partner says hey hon do you want to um share finances with my children uh and then the stepmom says hey hon no i don't and that's the end of it or the stepmom says right so maybe we should write that out and maybe just like you can just record this segment now and just play it back honestly to your partner like, if that's the rule that that so you never check no that's the rule. There's, okay. there's no expectation you ask the question you get the answer you can't challenge it because guess what you and your ex made this child okay and you and your ex are more than capable of taking care of this child and I am not your child's savior and I am not going to be, you know, secondary, you know, if this child doesn't have you guys. But what I will be is a support to my partner 
So if anything my partner can't do and he needs me to pick up slack, I'll do. And if I want to financially take care of or contribute to my stepchildren, I'll do that without entitlement, without an expectation. And so there are families who okay. love their stepchildren and they pay for like uniforms and um, holidays and all the rest of it. And, you know, me personally, you know, uh, I've got a trust for all of the kids, right? My stepchildren included. And, you know, there are some stepmoms who financially do zero it's like okay when you're in the house I contribute to the food in the fridge that you're eating I think that's enough you know I contribute to the life that you're using yeah I'm just thinking of horror stories at like Christmas when one baby has 10 presents Mm. and another baby maybe has nothing or going out for family meals family holidays I can just see how that could be such a, 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 a moment of tension, especially also for the kids. They may see that, you know, if you see somebody with X amount of presence or mm. they get to do this, how come I don't have this, the latest trainers mm-hmm. or Marvel toy or whatever mm-hmm. it is? Like, I can imagine just how much chaos that could cause. But again, we just got to take in our reality. You've now got a couple of teacher moments. Go teach, you know? Go teach. Because in, in you know, so we've, me and my husband collectively, we have six kids, three boys, three girls, right? And when I tell you that they all look like they're being raised in different households, they do. So <laughs> from my room, I've got my, I've got three girls and I've got one baby boy. And then my husband, um, I, my sons are from two different women outside of the house, right? And we've got one child that, he's dripping okay he is drip dripping yeah and then you've got my children that they they just don't wear brands they're plain clothing all the time right and then I've got another child on the in-between right and there is you can you can see questions being asked and it's like oh I see this and now I want this But in our house, we teach against materialism and, you know, stacking up and stuff like that. It doesn't take anything away from the other siblings that like branded stuff and, you know, they feel proud to wear expensive branded stuff. But for my household, this is what we teach. So guess what? When the other children are in this house, we get you to understand that what you wear means nothing. It's about your your spirit man. How rich is your spirit man, right? Because no one can steal your spirit man. Moths cannot eat your spirit man, you know? Nothing can happen to your spirit man. A fire can consume all of your material goods and then it's a wrap. So I want your confidence to grow because you're feeling your spirit, man. Okay, that's what we teach in our house. So what is beautiful and, you know, lovely for a a child in a blended family is that they've got experiences from so many people they are so well-rounded they are not closed in they you know they might have a mum who's a buddhist 
a stepmom who's a Christian, you know, they've got a wealth, they've got a wealth of experience just by growing up in a blended family. And there's so much to learn. And it just comes down to, and I teach the children this, even at their young ages, you chew the meat and you spit out the bones, okay? Even with your little persons, what doesn't align, just throw it away. So even if, if, even if, stepmom has said you know your confidence should not be found in branded stuff if you leave the house and you say well yes it is go through life will teach you what I can't anyway right so I'm not going to pull my hair out there's not going to be crying at Christmas because you know somebody said that they had 10 presents and you had one okay sit down I'm about to teach you something I'm about to teach you why you need not be upset because you know do you see the kitchen? There's loads of food in there. Guess who's starving? Not you. You know? There's, there's things I, to cry and about. I, I rate you for that. Totally. I I think that's such a nice, amazing point of view. And again, I think that takes courage and it's brave. Because in the moment, if you've got a child moaning, whining, just that 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 pitch that only child can get to... <laughs> Um, about I haven't got X, you want to scream, shout, reflexively. Yeah, you want to do that. But if you can take a breath and sit down and say, this is a teachable moment, that takes a lot of guts for the parent in in that situation. It does. But, you know, this is why I tell people in general, you have to know yourself. For me in particular, I know yeah. people think, oh my gosh, like Priscilla, you've got such a cool head. No, not really, right? It's just because I have my faith. So I'm a Christian, right? And a lot of my faith speaks to parenting. And what I learn from my faith is that children don't know anything, okay? Children think they're autonomous. Children think they know what's good for themselves, but I know that they don't. It's my, I'm their parent because they need me. It's not not by chance that I'm their parent. So I look at them having a tantrum and I give them a minute and I say, you know, are you done? And I'm look, I, I know that they're feeling things. I know that they're trying to work it out, but it's in my knowing that I can give them a minute and understand that you're feeling a lot. So I'm going to explain what you're feeling. I'm going to help you through it. I'm going to help you understand why you're feeling jealous. I'm going to help you understand why you're feeling a bit hard done by. And then when you get it, you know, you're going to not be this way again. Or maybe I'm going to have to repeat this teachable lesson a couple of times until, you know, you see it for yourself. It's just until it parenting. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any, um, any bullet points, any words you want to say on how birth mums can support step mums? Well... <laughs> or is that a whole nother podcast do you know what it is but I can you know put it in a snippet and I know not everyone's going to agree with me but what I I say to the the birth moms that I coach is that you have you know a, a good amount of power in this kind of blended family like moving on kind of dynamic thing happening right and you have quite a lot of the power because you are more than often the resident parent 
And so you can set pace for how things are going to look like going forward. Will you become the adversary because of your heightened emotions, right? Or will you become the person that they can come to that keeps you in the loop of everything that would cause you to become anxious, angry, and um frankly pissed off that you have no control over pick what you want to be right I say if you want to be that adversary get your energy up because guess what the step might the step mom might want to fight you or the dad might want to fight you back and you if you might end up in in family court and you might have to shell out money and you know your child might get caught in the crossfire and it might escalate and you might lose your peace of mind have all of that in consideration and with that in consideration go be high conflict go do that yeah or think do you want to be that person who is not seen as you know high conflict and someone that they have to be wary of come can I meet the stepmom can I give the stepmom some tips you know our baby girl likes hot chocolate and marshmallows in the evening if you wouldn't mind that's going to set her mood right for bedtime and she'll she'll jump straight in or it's like you know ex you know, you might want me to meet your your new partner, you might not. That's cool. I'll go with the flow. But, you know, I would really appreciate if we can keep our communication going. So, you know, I can be on hand if anything gets a bit tricky and I can let you know if there's any changes. Pick which side you want to be because when you set the pace, it's more than likely that the other household is going to follow it. That That's what I would say. That is... That's amazing, amazing advice. And it sounds like a dream. And I hope <laughs> that people can do that again. I think that it's is all easy intellectually <laughs> easy to say, God, emotionally, that is hard. Yeah. But I think obviously something to work towards. And that's why and I'm here. For any, well. Absolutely. To coach us through. Yeah. Absolutely. And for any stepmoms listening that might be struggling right now, what would you like to say to them? Oh, my love, it's not always going to be this way. You don't know what it's going to look like for it to not be this way, but I'm telling you, it's not always going to look this way. So try, sit down, work out what makes you happy, what you need right now, ask for it. If you're not getting it, go look for help. If the help is not helping, then you've got to pause and disengage for a while and just, you know, get your confidence up, get your peace aligned and get your boundaries working for you and then go again. But just, you know, understand that the only way out is through and and it's not just being stagnant and woe is me, right? You just, you got to keep pushing. So get online, book a coaching call, read a book, do what you need to do to keep moving, but making sure that you are really evaluating what is making me happy right now? What is making me upset right now? And um, going with those answers to guide you. I am beaming listening to that. <laughs> love it. I love it, love it, love it. So what have you got next coming up? Um, so What's next for Stepmoms Club? There isn't anything in the pipeline as of yet. And of course, I don't know when you lovely people will be listening to my voice, but uh, <laughs> just for you to know that, the Stepmoms Club has recently become a membership space. 
um, for the outcry of those who are just simply not comfortable sharing their inner deepest upsets. You know, it has become a private space. You can still find me, you know, on Instagram where we're having, you know, colourful conversations. But, you know, if you do want to join the membership, it's there um, where you can have group coaching uh, discounted one-to-one coaching workshops and every single month now that uh, London has opened up again we have in-person meets where we can just laugh and drink <laughs> so um, definitely find me online and click that join button if you need to love it love it love it you know my my quote my takeaway from this is if you're going to do life with someone, do life. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that for myself. I'm going to just do life for myself, do life. Yes. I love it. Just just be in the game. Yes. I think that's what you're saying. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, baby, for joining <laughs> and for being here with us as well. And being there so calm. Thank you. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Moms on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.